Hello and welcome to MidgetCast. I'm Paranvir and today I'm going to be talking about the OnePlus event that took place a couple of days ago. But first, Southwestern Railway. I hate Southwestern Railway. I don't know if any of you guys have been on Southwestern Railway, but I think that they're absolute garbage. Um, they, they are consistently terrible um, in every way. And I have to use them because they're the only one down here. I am in the Southwest and they are the only operator around here in the Southwest. So as much as I hate them, I still have to use them. But you know what? I'm going to complain about them anyway because there are some things that they need to do to not be crap. Um, I had a look online and apparently they are the worst rated train service, I think. Um, I think they must have done a poll. I don't know any of the details. I don't even know if that's correct. But I know that that they're quite low on the list. Like, they're not good, as far as I'm aware. Um, people probably hate them. I did have a discussion with someone once uh, who said that they absolutely loved them. Uh, they must have been absolutely crazy because I can't see any redeeming quality uh, about them. But, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um... So, yeah, uh, by the way, if anyone else hates Southwestern Railway as much as I do, please let me know, and let me know why you hate them as well, because they are so terrible. Um, but anyway, Southwestern Railway. So, the first thing is that they are never on time. Well, okay, they are on time sometimes. Uh, <laughs> okay, benefit of that, more often than not, the train is... Actually, you know what, it's 50-50. 50% of the time, my train is on time, and the other 50% of the time, it is late, okay? And I don't think a 50-50 um, statistic is good in this case, as, you know, you, you, you're aiming for a majority of it being on time. Otherwise, you know, you're clearly planning something wrong, or something's going wrong, or your trains are crap and they carry on breaking down. But 50% of the time, they're on time, the other time, they're not. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, 50% of the time... They are delayed, and I can't wrap my head around why they are delayed. Um, it's so annoying. Um, if a train is consistently delayed every single day from a certain time to a certain time, that is its new time, okay? Don't... If a train is five minutes later than it should be every single day, then five minutes later is its new time. Don't make us, like, feel happy by, oh, the train's going to get here on time, and then it's delayed. No, Put the time that is going to show up, yeah, and make that the, the actual time. Don't, like, toy with us because it annoys me when the train is consistently delayed. It's not consistently delayed. It's now shifted in time. Just shift the time and I'll feel happier about it because, you know, great. Um, yeah, it should, there should still, still be no problem with that. Um, now, you think five-minute delay. Five-minute delay is not a huge issue, but let me tell you uh, what happens with me consistently. Um, I am on train A, and train A is pulling into the station. Now, train A should get to the station. I say should. When it's on time, train A should pull into the station at 5-2. Okay, it doesn't matter what time. It just it should pull into the station at 5-2, okay? The train on the opposite platform that I would like to transfer to leaves the station at o'clock okay so that means that i have five minutes to walk across a bridge and into the train 
it takes one minute to walk up the stairs, across, down and into the train. One minute, okay? So I have four minutes, basically, that I'm just sitting on a, a train at the other end and just waiting. That's fine, okay? But when the train that you're pulling, that you're on, is delayed by five minutes, you pull into the station just as the other train that you, you know, you can see through the other window is pulling out of the station. And the thing with that other train, train B, is that it's every hour, which means if you're delayed by five minutes, you are delayed by a full hour because when you get to the station, the train has just left, the one that you want to get to. And that is terrible. You, you should have, first of all, there should be at least 10 minutes between the trains leaving, okay? Especially if it's an interchange station and it's an interchange train, you should give me at least 10 minutes just in case, um, you know, but, but no, that's not the case. You're giving me five minutes. Okay, five minutes, fine. But make sure the train isn't delayed. Okay, you delay that train by... I remember, if, if it's delayed by four minutes, every single person on my carriage runs directly for the steps and over the bridge at full speed in an attempt to get on that train. And I, have remember, I, I, I know of a time when the train pulled in and the other train hadn't left and we ran through, up the stairs, across the bridge, and the train pulled out of the station, train B pulled out of the station, the second that we got to that platform. And it's a horrible feeling when you know you have to wait at the platform for a solid hour for the next train to come. So you need to sort that out, okay? Um, in all fairness, if the train pulling in is delayed, I think you should delay the other train by a couple of minutes. You know people are getting off this train to get onto that train. So why don't you just give us an extra minute, one minute, isn't going to hurt as much as the five minutes on the previous train. Um, but yeah, it's starting at the station. It's not even traveling through the station. And then it starts at the station. Train B starts at the station. So they, I'm just getting too worked up about this one scenario. Because this scenario happens constantly to me. And I am constantly delayed. At this point, it's quicker to walk. Okay? It's quicker to walk 45 minutes. Okay? Than it is to just wait at the platform for an hour. Okay? But it's not very good when it's raining. So... This is horrible. This is absolutely terrible, okay? And I cannot stand it. Um, why is the train delayed by five minutes in the first place? That's what I really want to know. Um, I show up to the platform, you know, and the, the, at the original platform, and it's like, it will arrive there at 10 to. Great. And then every single day, it slowly creeps up by a minute. What is happening... What, what is happening in the, the two stations that you have to pass to get to me from when I get to the platform that is delaying you for so long? Like, I, there's not like a dead deer on there because you'd be delayed for way longer than that. What's taking you the extra minutes to bump it up to five minutes? Okay, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and then the train comes and they, oh, everyone just acts like it's not. No, it is delayed. <laughs> you should have a sense of urgency here. Uh, I want to get home, um, but clearly not. Um, not to anyone on the train, uh, you can tell I'm getting really worked up about Southwestern Railway. Um, then they have their dumbass smart cards, okay? So, I got a smart card because I thought, that's going to be great. Let's get a smart card. I can, you know, pay as you go and load my tickets onto it. No, you can't do that. You can't pay as you go. On, on, or as far as I know, you can't pay as you go on the Southwestern Railway smart card. Southwestern Railway smart card comes up, it shows up. I'm thinking it's like an Oyster card. I could not be more, it's not like an Oyster card. Oyster card, you can top up money on it and then go from station to station. That's great. Or you can put a travel card on it or 
you can, you know, put, put, pop a season pass on it, which is obviously, you know, your, your travel card as well. You can pop your rail card in it. You can have the discount. Um, you can put a discount on that. If you're like a student, you can get a student one. Um, great. You know, it's, it's versatile. You can do auto top up on that. Um, you can top up from your phone. It's, it's, it's a great thing, the Oyster card. Then you have this piece of crap that is the Southwestern Railway Touch Smart Card, and you wish you were dead because you cannot, it doesn't hold money. You can't put money on, like I said, as far as I'm aware, okay? And that means that if this is capable, they haven't advertised it very well. Um, but anyway, so you can't put money on the card, okay? Um, you can only put tickets on the card, okay? So that means that if you want to go, you can't just get on the train. You can't do uh, the tube thing. You can't go up to, you know, Waterloo, tap in. Uh, this is with an Oyster card. You can't go to Waterloo, tap in with an Oyster card, go to Victoria or whatever, tap out, and then it bills you for that journey. No. What you have to do with this is buy the appropriate ticket that takes you between the two journeys and then tap in and tap out. That, why? Like, why do I have to do so much planning beforehand? What if I want to be spontaneous? What if I'm on the train and I go, ah, oh, that's that you know there's a queue there i'm gonna go to a different station no you can't do that why because you haven't got a ticket for that station because you haven't preloaded it onto your dumbass smart card this it's it's the worst system um you can only like i said you can only preload tickets onto it um but at that point it, it, what's the you know what's the point in preloading the ticket onto it i might as well either have an e-ticket on my phone or get a physical ticket from the station that's exactly the same you, there's no convenience to having the card um to be honest the station that I, I get on and off at don't even have ticket barriers so to be honest i could just not use the card i do use the card but i could just not use the card um you know and it wouldn't make a bloody difference. But I use the card every single day. I tap in. Nothing happens. And I tap out. Because I have a season pass. And and it's done. I could just have, like I said, a QR code on my phone with the ticket. I don't need the dumbass card. What was the point? You, just, you need to add some functionality to it. Because now people are just having these cards. And you're wasting paper. And you're, you're wasting plastic in the cards as well. And the earth is dying. And come on, man. Uh, Southwestern Railway, you need to fix up because this is, this is, in my opinion, a real issue. Then you have the passengers on the Southwestern Railway trains, right? Now, when I'm on the tube in London, right, people understand that you need to let people off the train before you get onto the train because that makes sense. And they do remind you in the station as well, there is the voiceover that says, to remind you, let people off the train before you get on the train. And every time I've done that, that people have, people have, you know, at least to a degree, let me off the train before they've all barreled into the train. The couple of exceptions to that are when it's uh, me, the wide, it's a really wide door. Um, it's just me coming off. Obviously, they're coming on the side. That's great. That's absolutely fine. I don't mind that. Uh, but no one's like charged into me or anything like that while I'm trying to get off the train because people have courtesy. Um, not when it comes to Southwestern Railway. Southwestern Railway. When you get onto a Southwestern Railway train, you've got to be ready to punch everyone on the train out of the way to get out. Because when I go towards the door, okay, you stand, you stand in front of the door. The doors are closed, right? Here we go, okay? You can see people outside. So the train's pulled into the platform. I'm inside the train. You can see people on the platform making a freaking wall in front of the door where you're standing, right? And, and they can see you through the window, okay? So I'm looking at the people while standing on the train, like... I'm about to come off. My hand is near the button to get off the bloody train, okay? So, when I get off the train, I would like to exit the train, and, and that's great, okay? 
like I said, that's not the case. Okay, I press the button and it's a wall of people, right? So I walk forward and and they walk forward and I can't get off the train. How are you going to get on the train if I can't get off the train, okay? If me and everyone else behind me is on the train, okay, and we're taking up all the space, then until we get off, you can't get on. You need to understand that. Let me off the train and you can get on the train. Stop making a wall. Move to the side. Let us get off the train, onto the platform. The train's not going to bloody run away. They have a dumbass guard that gets off the train and looks up and down the platform to make sure no one's getting like trapped indoors or anything. Okay? So that the doors open, people get off the train, and then you enter the train. That's how it should work, right? Okay? Um, next thing to guards. Um, do I have anything against guards? No. Why did I call the guard a dumbass just then? Because... I, right now, don't see their purpose. Um, all I see them do is walk up and down the train for no reason. Um, they don't check tickets. I've never seen them check a ticket. Um, I'm pretty sure there are a couple of people on my train sometimes that just do not have a ticket. Um, so, yeah, great job there, guard. Um, uh, yeah, I don't understand the point of a guard. They have the guard on the train constantly, you know, and, and they don't have a guard or... To a degree, they don't have a you know a guard. They might have a ticket system, but I've never seen a full-on guard on a tube train. And I've looked down the full length of the tube train, no guard on the tube train, because um, they got cameras everywhere. Cameras are cheaper than people. Just put the camera up, make sure no one gets trapped on, and you're great. You don't need all these people um, on the train. Um, also, the guard announces the stations um, as well as the voiceover lady, and it gets really, really annoying. Uh, because half of the time they speak in the growliest voice, you can't even understand what they're saying, um, and it's just so annoying them telling you which station you're trying to get off, and it's like, no, why don't they pre-record that and play it over the intercom like they do already? Um, we, you know, you don't need a guard to announce that. Just bloody tell me there's a short platform, and we'll be fine. Um, yeah, short platforms, this is the most confusing thing. Um, so sometimes I get on a train, and it's like, the, the station you're approaching has a short platform. Make sure you're in um, coaches one to eight if you want to get off at it. Um, you know, otherwise you won't get off. Something like that, okay? It's, it's, it's basically you need to be in coaches one to eight if you want to get off onto the next platform, right? Um, I got on a train the other day. The numbers were in descending order. So that meant the front train was 10 and the back train was one. So by that logic, if I'm in the front two carriages, I can't get off the train. No, it was completely incorrect. If you were in carriage one and two, you couldn't get off the train because they somehow reversed the numbers on the train. I was on another train the other day that I was told, get off if you're on carriage, again, one to eight, right? And the front carriage was number six. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who can do maths here, but six is not number one. So where are the front five carriages? Are they missing? I don't know where they are. But anyway, that's dumb as well. Um, why? No clue. Um, yeah. Um, the, half the trains don't have pass-throughs to the next carriage. So you could be on carriage nine and then they go, oh, you need to be in carriage eight. You get to the end of carriage nine and sometimes 
There is no door to get onto the next carriage, which means you're trapped in your carriage. So, and then they blame it on you for getting into the wrong carriage. And it's like, no, I couldn't understand your voice when you were growling over the intercom. If you'd got the woman or the, you know, the guy or whoever on the intercom to just say it in the clear voice, I would have understood it. I would have got on the right carriage. Um, but no. So, yeah, Southwestern Railway really annoy me. Then they have the color of the trains. The trains are bright yellow, bright red, bright blue, or bright white with all the other colors. Why? I don't know if the, the color, in my opinion, does not serve a practical purpose for me when trying to get onto the train. Okay? I mean, it might, and I, I don't know, it might signify whether it's going to or from Waterloo. I don't care. I can read a sign. Okay? I can listen to the intercom. Okay? I... I know which platform I'm standing at. I don't need to look at the colour of the train and know what train I'm getting on. And it's just such an eyesore because you see it pulling into the station. You're like, I don't want to get... This train looks ugly. This is horrible. Tube train. White train. Red doors. Done. Iconic. Nice. Beautiful. Minimalistic. I'm happy with that. Bloody Southwestern Railway trains. Eyesore. Disgusting. Have you? It's trash. Like, it does not look good. I... Uh, great Western Railway train went on that grey, nice one solid colour grey, green accents, beautiful. Okay, Virgin train got on it, grey, red accents with a little bit of yellow on the front, perfect, no problem with that. Southwestern Railway train, all the colours in your face, primary. Here we go because we think you're an idiot and we think you need all these different colours just so you can see how you're getting on the train and it's annoying and I don't like it. But that's the last thing, as in, that's the last thing you change. I would rather the train be on time than it be a different colour. Fix the time first. Um, yeah. So, Southwestern Railway, they, uh, they pissed me off. And, uh, yeah, that's really it. Um, is there more to say? Yes. There is way more to say. Um about how even when they're delayed, it makes no sense. Um, as soon as a drop of rain falls out of the sky, that's it. 50 minute delay on all the trains. Again, that's an exaggeration, but in all fairness, as soon as like anything, as soon as a leaf blows on the track, holy God, 10 minute delay. And then again, overall one hour delay for me. So it's just, it's not fair. Um, you, they need to fix their crap, okay? Because it's, 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 it's horrible. Okay, and it, 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 it's, it's, in my opinion, it's just absolute trash. So they, they need to fix themselves. And, uh, yeah, they need to fix all their systems and everything. And their trains, because it just annoys me. Um, so, yeah. Um, but now on to a happier things. Uh, let's get away from trains and move on to phones. Um, I love OnePlus. Obviously, I do not need to say anymore. Everyone knows uh, I love OnePlus at this point. I am OnePlus fanboy. I am I am hopefully the OnePlus fan. Ah, no, I'm not going to make that claim. Uh, but I do like OnePlus. Um, I am wearing my OnePlus t-shirt to celebrate the occasion. Never settle. White text. Black shirt. My opinion looks great. I got the red and the white one as well. Um, I'm pretty sure I got two of these shirts because they gave me a free one. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So the OnePlus uh, 7T was announced the other day. 
Um, and when I say the other day, for me now, where I'm sitting here in front of you, it was yesterday. Um, but for you listening to this, it was about three days ago. Yeah, uh, they announced the OnePlus 7T at the India launch event. I don't know how OnePlus is structuring this. In my opinion, it's dumb. Um, so they had the India launch event where they announced the 7T, they announced the TV, they announced the olive green bullets wireless. And, and like that was it, and the, like a bunch of software stuff. Um, there is still a North. There's still like a North America stream that they're gonna do, um, and there's the London like physical launch event that I am going to. Um, so I I don't know what they're doing. If it was seventy one day, seventy pro or seven pro T the next day, and then the other one was the TV. That would make sense, but the fact that they revealed two devices on the same day makes no sense to me. Uh, unless they're planning something else and they're suddenly making a smartwatch or something, and they're gonna reveal that, in which case, hell yeah, because this smartwatch dies every day. So yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, I wear a Moto 360 version two, um, and every day at around two o'clock, it dies because the battery is pooped. I've had this for about four years now, so that's to be expected, but... Um, yeah, I'm in need of a new watch. Like, it's currently, it's black screen. Like, I can't turn the time on or anything on it. It's redundant. I'm just still wearing it because I was wearing it this morning when it was working. So, um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so OnePlus, I'm hoping that they pull something out of the bag and give us, uh, like, Apple's have their, oh, and one more thing. I hope they do this, oh, and one more thing. Here's what we're going to do at the uh, London launch event because, you know, th it, I'm expecting, hopefully, something good. Um, they revealed the... The, they they revealed like pretty much all the stuff last year at the, uh, I said last year earlier on this year at the London event. Um, so hopefully by having a physical event that means they're bringing the TV to this country as well. Um, I don't know. I saw reports that were saying that they would only give the TV to um, like China, India, possibly America. So I don't know if it's going to come to UK pretty much ever, but. Um, you know, if I'm going to a full-on launch event, I, at this point, I'm hoping for it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, OnePlus, every year, um, or every time they do a launch event, they, they sell tickets to it. And the ticket's usually an e-ticket, um, but they give you, like, a gift with it as well, because, obviously, it costs to go. Um, and so far, all the gifts have made sense, and they look great. And I'm going to show you the one for this time. Uh, it's in this pouch here um, as well. So, every single time I've gone, uh, Matt has gone with me. Thanks, Matt. We're going to go to this one as well. Um, so I, 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 I've got his gift as well over there, uh, which I have not opened. But obviously, obviously I've opened mine. Um, but yeah, so the first year, which was the OnePlus 6 event, um, they gave out invitations. Um, and the invitation or gift that they gave with it was a like a little piece of glass that was like the size of the phone. And it was etched with the invitation. That was beautiful. I, I absolutely loved that. Um, it was to signify that, hey, look, our new phone has a glass back. And I thought that was great. The 6T launch event, I didn't get a ticket for that because that was North America. Um, so I, I couldn't have got a ticket for that anyway. Um, but the free gift they gave with that was like a kind of... It was like multiple pieces of that glass in like a stand to show that this is the more advanced version of, you know, our glass back phone. I think it might be to do with layers of that as well because you could get a nice see-through effect and which looked really great. Um, but yeah, that's what they did. They, they kind of corresponded and added to that whole glass aesthetic with, um, you know, more, more glass basically. Um, so yeah, 
The Seven series launch event, which happened earlier on this year, was held at Printworks in London, um, and the gift was a printed invitation. It was a printed invitation, and it popped up when you pulled the bottom, so that was a reference to, I'm guessing, Printworks, and also the pop-up camera on the 70s, so you pull the thing and it pops up. This time, I say, Karen's saying year, because it's usually every year, but now it's, 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 I say usually every year, the 60 event wasn't year, but um, for me, the next event was a year later because I couldn't go to the 6T events in a different country. Uh, anyway, so this time the event is being held at the magazine in London. So what the OnePlus go and do, they go and make a magazine. Um, and it's not too shabby, it's really good. Um, so I've got it in here, as you can see, I've already torn the back off. If you are watching the video, if you can't, uh, or you're listening to the video, if you're listening to the audio, I will explain what I'm showing, but um, yeah, so I'm basically just showing like now like a black envelope, a black padded bubble wrap envelope. Uh, one lo a OnePlus logo up there after you pull the tab off, um, which is fine. Um, Pull that out. So here we go. This is the OnePlus uh, magazine that they sent. Um, number one, 2019 edition, uh, a OnePlus magazine um, with uh, the chapters down the front of it, uh, which look great. Um, it's quite thick. OnePlus logo on the back. Um, it's kind of it's it's got like a spot plastic coating on the cover over the text, which is quite nice. Love that. Love it when there's always like. Uh, care put into certain parts of this. So the word addition and OnePlus on the back are with the plastic spot coating, which is quite good. You can see it's quite thick. It is soft back um, as well, but it looks really nice. Um, and yeah, uh, so this is really cool. Actually, you know what? I think as of right now, recording this, I think there are tickets still available to the OnePlus launch event. Um, so whether you can go or not, if you're a fan of OnePlus, this, actually, you know what? At the time when I bought this ticket, the I always get the early bird tickets. The early bird tickets uh, were about £16. Uh, this is, in my opinion, because I'm a fan, well worth £16. Tickets are now £30. So, in my opinion, this alone isn't worth £30. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you want to go to the event, I'm pretty sure tickets are still available. Um, but, yeah, beforehand, this alone, in my opinion, was just worth the entry price. Um, so, yeah. Uh, OnePlus Edition... Uh, magazine. I'm going to flick through it. Uh, we're going to have a look at what's inside because I think that it's really cool and I think that more companies should do it. Uh, I hope I get number two. I don't know if they'll ever do a number two, but yeah. Um, the outside cover is a bright red with um, the black showing through and it's in OnePlus's new font. Um, so it's taking on the redesign that OnePlus have done. So they've done a redesign where it's, it's now no longer like white and red. It's black and red, basically. Red being the background color, red no, sorry, red being the background colour, black being the, the foreground colour, the OnePlus logo is in black, um, which I think is bold, I think it looks great. Um, yeah, there it is. So, obviously we've got the main contents in here at the front. Um, I, I hope you can see that if you're watching, uh, but yeah, we've got the main contents. Paper seems like a 90 to 120 GSM satin finish in my opinion. Don't quote me on that, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so we start off with like a bit of an intro to the company. Great big one, 
on that page there, how it all began. And then we get to one of my favorite bits of this entire document. Um, so what they've done is they've actually interspliced uh, different page types, uh, different things, different little goodies in here that you can like basically take a look at. And this is one of them. So this is printed on like a gloss kind of 60 GSM kind of paper here. Um, so on one side, we've got like a timeline. It's like a little fold out poster. We've got like a little timeline to OnePlus. Uh, it's really hard for me to show you on camera, um, but it looks really nice. We've got a huge timeline about what they've done. And the best bit is on the other side where, again, if you're watching, this is great, but they basically put pictures of all their phones that they've done um, on here. And it looks really nice. It looks really cool. It's, it's really cool to see how uh, the phones have changed from the OnePlus One all the way over to the OnePlus 7 Pro, which they have in here. Um, they, they, in my opinion, the OnePlus, the OnePlus One, in my opinion, was out of all of them the best looking phone. Um, it was different. It made a statement. It looked really good, in my opinion. People you know, were like, oh, that's a cool looking phone. It had like the weird metal rim around the outside and it had the bamboo back cover. Well, my one did anyway. And it just looked, in my opinion, great. Um, but yeah, so one, which I had, two, which I had, X I didn't have because it was a step down, so I didn't get that one. Three, I had, three T, I don't, I didn't get, I don't get the T's. Uh, five, I got, five T, no, six, yes. 16 no, 7 no, 7 Pro yes. Uh, so I won't be getting any of the T phones. Um, Matt might, we don't know. Ben might, I don't know, but they've put the phones in here, which uh, again, look great. Um, so yeah. Um, pictures of, you know, your devices in here. And then we're just going through, you know, their philosophy, um, what it's like to work there, what it's like to be a mod. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, actually, it says cover story. So these inside, uh, these here, sorry, on the front are stories that are like key stories, like main stories. Uh, and they've like deliberately talked about them in here. Uh, but they're like the top, the best stories are written on the front. Building blocks, they talk about the software, you know, why they broke off to their own software. This one's pretty good, their collaboration with McLaren, uh, which I think they're doing for the... Actually, you know what? <coughs> That's what I think they'll reveal at the OnePlus UK event, they'll reveal their collaboration with McLaren um, and yeah, the, the, the new McLaren uh, 7T Pro, uh, which will obviously be faster and everything like that. Yeah, it'll have, probably have like 12 gigs of RAM and max out five, 512 gig storage, something like that. Beautiful OnePlus wallpaper there. Um, I think that's from the OnePlus 3, yeah, 3T, OnePlus 3T. Um, Beautiful. Um, I can't remember the name of the artist that designs these, but um, I'm a huge fan of uh, his work. And I do have his app, Abstruct, uh, on my phone. And uh, he does like nice, really, really cool wallpapers. Not just uh, the OnePlus wallpapers, but I think he does paranoid Android wallpapers as well, which, in my opinion, look better than the, uh, the OnePlus wallpapers. I really like the paranoid Android ones, uh, which is good. Uh, EE, their collaboration with EE, which I still hate, because I hate EE. Uh, yeah, OnePlus and Fnatic, uh, and the introduction of Fnatic mode in there, uh, which is great. So, yeah, that's the OnePlus uh, Edition magazine. Um, I think it's a great read if you're a fan, like me. Um, yeah, you get that when you get a ticket to the launch event. So, if, obviously, if you're going anyway, this is a great addition to that um, as well. Um, but, yeah, obviously, once I've gone with Matt to the launch event, which is in about two weeks' time, um, I'll do an update on the podcast, and, yeah. Uh, talk about that so 
Moving on to the actual things that were announced at the OnePlus launch event. So this one took place in India, uh, in, I don't know where in, but it took place in India, um, and they revealed, um, you know, a couple of hardware changes, new additions to the lineup. Um, so let's start off with the big one, 7T, not 70, 7T, and they basically said hey look this is this is a new phone that we're we're selling and it's it's basically an upgrade on the 7 that takes a couple of things from the 7 pro trickles them down into the 7 and basically that makes the 7t um i i think that first of all it's great okay for the price i think it's great um i am one plus fan so i'm gonna say it's great um so i really don't have anything to complain about obviously i wish it was cheaper i always wish it was cheaper with all of everyone's phone i wish everyone's phone was cheaper i wish the one plus 7t was cheaper um so you know that could always be helped um but i don't have a problem with any of the changes they made so um we've still got the 90 hertz display but it's now a brighter um, it's, not, it's now a brighter display. I think go up to uh, slightly over a thousand nits, which puts it on par with the Samsung Galaxy devices um, and the iPhone. So it looks really good, look really bright outside. Um, again, I don't have a problem with my Pro screen, but that's got obviously a higher nit count and therefore is better. Um, yeah. Um, that basically proves it is like a dynamic OLED. They did say on stage that it was a, a new material that they were using for their OLED panel and... Uh, and yeah, woo. Um, sorry, I can't think. OLED, AMOLED. There we go. AMOLED. There we go. That's that's, that, that's the correction. So it's a a a a new it's a new dynamic AMOLED screen. Basically, there we go. I knew I'd made a mistake, but yeah, it was a AMOLED screen uh, that they've they've done improvement on. Um, the speakers, um, I think, are pretty much the same as they are on the seven. Pro 7 7 well the 7 and the 7 pro had very similar speakers so i'm pretty sure they had that dual kind of speaker system there but they've made the grill bigger um so it's going to be slightly louder which is always good um the fingerprint sensor is uh slightly quicker the teardrop notch is smaller but 33 percent of what something that's already tiny it's barely noticeable at this point um I, ha I don't have a problem with that, um, but yeah they made that smaller uh, as well like i said it's still got the flu the 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 90 hertz display it's still quick, it's still smooth. Um, you're getting eight gigs of RAM on both models, uh, which is really great. I got the smallest version of the Pro. So I have the six gigabyte, 128 gigs. And for me, that's perfect. Um, everyone's gonna say, Paranvir, you know, you, 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 you know, you use your phone for a lot of stuff. You're constantly with it, you're constantly on it. Um, yes, but I don't need a wild amount of space, and to be honest, I do think that eight gigs of RAM is overkill because, at proven, I'm on six gigs and I have had no problem. So, I don't really feel that there was a need to put eight gigs in this phone. You could have kept it at six, and in my opinion, it works fine. But hey, if you want to up it, fine by me. Latest chipset, they got the um, Snapdragon eight five five plus. Go for it. Um, they've upped the charging, so I I don't know. I can't remember if it's they've upped it to 45 watts or if they've just improved like the software end. I think on the 7T it's just the software thing and they've made it slightly quicker. But um, I think they said 70% in like 30 minutes, which is really, really good on warp charge 30. Um, if 
it's not 45 watts, then I'm pretty sure 45 watts will be with the 7 Pro T, um, and and that that will get like warp, like full on like warp charge 45. So um, yeah, I don't know yet, but 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 yeah, I, cause I just can't remember that. So do go and check that out if if you're interested in the speed of that. Um, yeah, I don't really have a and I don't really have any downsides to say about it. I I do think it's a, I think it's a great phone. Like I said, I am a fanboy. Um, I don't like that OnePlus released the T's. Um, I think that they released them, you know, too, too often with the other phone. They oversaturate the market, and it just gets annoying after a while having you know so many additions and they carry on updating and they're making each of their versions obsolete so often. So that is something that I do hate. Um, Apple do the same, but at least they do like their S's a year later as opposed to half a year like OnePlus do. So that's one thing that just really pisses me off, the, the T's basically coming straight after. It's, you know, you don't need them. It's, it's in my opinion, not worth it. You might as well save, wait till, uh, you know, the next time and it'll get better. But yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, OnePlus TV. This was something that I'm actually excited for. Uh, OnePlus TV. Um, I want a OnePlus TV. Um not based on the price, this was just, if someone was going to give me a OnePlus TV, I would happily take that OnePlus TV, because in my opinion, it looks great. Um, they released the remote online, um, which looks very similar to the Apple remote. I haven't ever had an Apple TV, so I'm not sure why people give it so much hate. Um, like I said, I haven't used it, so I can't comment on that. But in my opinion, I think it looks good. I am willing to try out that remote. Um, I like the fact that there's a Google Assistant button on there. The volume rocker is on the side, similar to a phone. Um, there is a button in the bottom corner that on the picture that Pete Lau sent out didn't have an icon on it. So I really, really, really hope to God that that's a mappable button. You can make that whatever you want. Um, I think, and I say I only think from the launch event, the India one, that it had, it had either, they mapped it to Prime Video or... In India, Prime Video will be mapped directly to that, and you can't change that. I, I don't know. But in my opinion, I would really like to be able to to mess with that and make that uh, whatever I want. Um, I'm just going to quickly grab a couple of remotes, because i got a couple of remotes around here. So we got two remotes here. Um, and... Yeah, there's different things I want to say about these. So this one here is the Samsung TV remote, which first of all is just cluttered full of buttons, buttons that I won't use. Um, so we've got obviously power source, they're necessary. I, I don't need the numbers. I've never needed the numbers uh, on the TV. Um, volume, obviously channel, if you're playing TV through there and not using any online services. Um, colored buttons down here with the play and pause at the bottom. They could have made the play and pause a little bit bigger, but hey. Um, my real issue is with these buttons here, Netflix, Prime Video, Rakuten TV. Um, I don't have Netflix. I don't have Rakuten. Um, I'm, I am I only go to Prime Video sometimes. That's when I watch Grand Tour or The Boys. Um, otherwise, I don't click on Prime Video. Ideally, I would like a Plex button because I watch Plex loads or an All 4 button. So if they just made those remappable, then I would love to just put like my own sticker on that that just said Plex because... I would like to just go, go to Plex. That'd be great. So yeah, that's not a great remote in my opinion. I think it's a bit crap, but it does have um, the ability to like control the Xbox as well. So I mean, yeah, go for it. Um, obviously, I'm gonna keep using it because it's the one for the TV. But that's the one that comes with Samsung. 
this is the remote that it's the it comes with the Xbox, I say, but it's the Xbox Media Remote, the Xbox One Media Remote. So it's separate by, you can't buy it anymore, I don't think. But in my opinion, it is a really good remote. Um, I totally understand why you wouldn't buy it. If you're a gamer and you game solidly on the Xbox, then you don't want this remote because it's not going to help you play any games. You've got your controller for that. This is if you watch media on your Xbox. So this was released when Xbox One was a, you know, an all-round entertainment console, which they're trying to move away from. They're trying to go, we're gaming only pretty much at this point. But um, back when they announced it, they were saying, look, we're going to be able to plug TV in. You're going to have your satellite going through here. You're going to have all the apps coming through here. It's going to basically going to be your one entertainment system. Um... And uh, they released the remote to go with it. And in my opinion, this is one of the best remotes I've used. Again, that's personal. Um, first of all, the shape. Um, it's a quite an extreme triangle they got around the back. That fits in my hand really well. I do not have a problem with that. That feels really good in the hand as opposed to this like kind of solid like plastic curved shape. This is like kind of soft touch rubber. Uh, which is quite good. The remote lights up faintly when you shake it as well. Um, you probably can't see it because the batteries are dying in this, but yeah. Um, plus the layout is a lot better than this jacked up layout. Th these are literally the buttons I use. This has too many buttons. So this has, again, this is the Xbox remote. So these are the buttons that I use on the Xbox and they've done a pretty good job. So mute right in the middle, volume, channel change, one guide right there, navigation. These are like your play and pauses here, back, um, hamburger menu um, this was when you could do like split screen but it's basically like your mini view um, and then the Xbox home menu as well um, yeah but that's that obviously is my ideal remote so if OnePlus basically just changed this remote to uh, you know a OnePlus remote that would be great but I don't have a problem with the one they revealed I think it looks great um, I'm willing to try it out the TV itself um, I think looked really good um, I'm totally down for the you know the QLED screen. Um, I'm 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 totally down for pretty much everything that they said. I'm I'm basically down for the stand or the base as they call it. Looked great. Um, and they call it the base. They call it the hub. I can't remember what they call it, but um, they don't call it a stand. Uh, the like kind of metal circle ring that you put the TV on, but that makes it freestanding. So you don't have to wall mount it. Um, that looks great. They had a cover at the back for where you could put your uh, where you could like close up all the wires so it's not a huge ice one happen coming out one tiny little gap that's great um like i'm not talking about the main tech features because the tv in my opinion is still a tv like there's only so much you can do um but yeah no no real problem with it um i actually you know what my problem with it is the sound bar that comes out people um in india are acting like that's really cool they're like oh my god the sound bar comes out woo let's go absolutely nuts in the crowd um, I saw a video online of some guy who was like, the real spectacle here is when you press the button and it comes down and it lights up and it's like, no, I don't like that. It First of all, I don't like the idea that it's a sound bar because I might as well just have a separate sound bar, like side speakers or something. Um, I get the whole point was to bring the bezels in. That's fine. Okay, sliding sound bar makes sense. That's fine. No problem. If it's got Dolby Atmos, I ain't going to complain. That's fine. But the fact that it slides down all the time it's like, my TV is not a mobile object. Like, my TV is not, my phone, I have to put it in my pocket and take it everywhere. I don't want the camera sticking out the top constantly, okay? That's why it's a retractable camera. My TV is on my wall. It's not going anywhere. It's, it's stood up on the base. It's on, mounted on a wall, whatever. I'm not picking up my TV and taking it around to a friend's house. I don't need the bloody soundbar to go back in. Stay out. 
the time it takes you to pull down, you're pissing me off. Just turn the TV on and start. Just start. That's it. Turn it on and the sound comes out. That's ideal. I don't, I don't get the point of it coming down. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, the lights look cool. But in my opinion, it hinders the practicality of the object. And I don't think that should be the case. Uh, the case with the phone is we need to hide the camera because we have nowhere else to put it. We want, people want to look at their screen. Uh, we can have it pop out really quickly when they need it. Let's do that, right? Uh, with the TV, it's, oh, it's on the wall. Why do we need to hide it? Like, when you're watching the TV anyway, it will be down. So, I mean, I'm not looking at a TV that's not on half the time. Like, I'm not weird. Like, why, why would I just stare at a blank TV and go, that's a nice bezel. I don't, I'm not going to do that, you know? Just have the speaker down constantly. I don't have a problem with that. So I'm pretty sure I sound crazy now, but no, I don't see the point in the moving soundbar. Just keep it down all the time. That'd be fine. Um, it being up in the box, that makes sense because it's a smaller box. But then once you take it out of the box, in my opinion, you should just keep it down because I don't, again, don't see the point of it turning on and off. Um, it'll get to the point where I'm going to deliberately just keep it in standby and not turn it off because... I want the soundbar to stay down pretty much all the time. So, yeah. Software features on a TV look awesome, in my opinion. Um, Oxygen, they've, they've done like a skinned version of it. Uh, skinned version of Android TV. I'm down for that. Google Stadia is going to be on that. So I'm ready when I got my Google Stadia. Um, I'm totally down. Bring it. Uh, Oxygen is on there. Well, I say Oxygen. Oxygen... TV play, I think it's called, again, can't remember uh, a whole lot. Uh, I watched the event really quickly, so I I, I, I I can't remember all the details, but it looked really good in my opinion. The fact that you can control it with your phone is a huge thing for me. The fact that you can type with your phone is great. I don't like the idea of clicking with the button. Uh, even on this remote, even on the Xbox remote, it pees me off a whole deal. So yeah, um, if OnePlus wanted to be dicks, they'd make that a OnePlus exclusive feature. Don't know if they are yet, but um, yeah. Um, they are also having this feature where if you're getting an incoming call, again, possibly only on a OnePlus device, I'm not sure. If you're getting an incoming call, it will automatically lower the volume on the TV. That's genius. I am so happy with that. Um, uh, the amount of times that my mum gets a call and she's like, lower down the TV, and yeah, it's, it's it's true, she's always like, put it on mute, put it on pause, whatever. So the fact that you pick up the phone, as soon as your phone rings, and you, it's fine, answer it, that's it, volume goes down automatically, pick up the call, and then when you turn it off, volume goes back up. That's beautiful. That's clever. I'm happy with that. I, I do not have a problem with that, because that's awesome. Um, the interface, I think, looked good. Um, the remote is Bluetooth, which means you won't lose signal by pointing it somewhere else. Um, or whatever. Um, I don't know if this is a feature. Like I said, I skimmed through the event pretty quickly. Um, but as it is a Bluetooth remote, that is USB-C chargeable, by the way, USB-C, so I'm happy with that. But as it is a Bluetooth remote, I really hope that there is a button on the TV that you can press or something you can say to the TV and it will call the remote because the amount of times that everyone's lost the remote having a bluetooth remote means that it's connected to the tv so the tv could send a signal to it and go play a sound so you can find it that would be clever i don't know if they're doing it because like i said i skimmed it but it is bluetooth so they 
can do that and I think they should do that. So OnePlus, if you're listening and you haven't done that, do it because I'm pretty sure like that would be like your headline. Like if, if you did that, like you would be headlines of, oh my God, this is a remote you can call from your TV. Hell yes, we want that. Um, but yeah. Um, OnePlus Bullets Wireless version 2, they're now in olive green. Go for it. I don't care because I don't have the Bullets Wireless 2. I have the Bullets Wireless 1 and they are great. Um, so I don't need the twos, but hey, uh, they came out. Um, Oxygen, they're doing some updates to Oxygen as well. Uh, I'm going to get Android 10 soon. That should be good. Asim is already running Android 10 um, and tells me it's awesome. So uh, I can't wait to get it. Um, yeah. Um, oh, what else? Um, there are a couple of features that they announced, like and uh, OnePlus Pay. No clue about that. Um, and they announced uh, a couple of things um, on the 7, uh, for example. Um, they, they announced like a couple of things for the camera. Um, a couple of things like in software as well. That I hope that they do bring to, you know, the Pro. Um, the 7 Pro. Because, uh, you know, I'd like those features. In my opinion, I think they're software. So you should be able to just give me those features. That would be appreciated. Um, so hopefully I do get those features and I can comment on them because, you know, they're, they're quite good features. Um, but other than that, like I said, it was it, it surprisingly had a lot of stuff for one of three events. So I don't know what to expect next um, from OnePlus. Um, at this rate, they're going to tell everybody their entire game plan in like the next two days and everyone will know everything. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Google's event is coming up as well. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what everyone does. Um yeah, um, I think they they upgraded the cameras as well on it. Um, the the video on the iPhone, whoa, I've seen a couple of clips of the video on the iPhone, and it looks really good. So and I said this in the previous like videos I was talking about, not last week, but the week before. iPhones have video down. Like if you want good video on a, a camera, don't use the OnePlus like I'm doing it. I, I should get a uh, an iPhone for that. So um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see OnePlus, uh, what they're going to say and what they're going to do uh, and what they're going to reveal. Um, am I always going to agree with them? No. Uh, am I a fanboy? Yes. But, you know, I still have my own uh, opinion on that dumbass bloody speaker um, because I don't need it to slide up and down all the time. Um, but, yeah. Um that's pretty much it for me this week. Um, I've ranted about um, a speaker. I've ranted uh, about Southwestern Railway. And I've spoken about a OnePlus magazine. So, uh, yeah. Pretty good week's worth of work, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, uh, you can do so on uh, YouTube or by navigating your way uh, to any uh, podcast app and searching for MidgetCast. Um we're in most of them, so yeah, go for it. Apple Podcasts, you know, um, get 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 it. Uh, yeah, if you want to suggest anything for the, a future episode, or you want to comment on anything I've said, or if you have a terrible story about Southwestern Railway that you want to talk about, uh, you can go to the YouTube channel and pop it in the comments section of uh, this video, um, and and yeah, that'd be great. Or you can navigate your way to the MusicCast website. Link is in the show notes if you're listening, or the description if you're watching. Um, and you can scroll down to the bottom of the page, and there's a suggestion box, and you can pop in your comments there. Um, and yeah, uh, so that's that's great. But um, yeah, other than that. 
I, I, like I said, I think it's been a pretty good episode. Again, if you want to hear me rant about more stuff that I hate, like Southwestern Railway, let me know because there are a lot of things that I hate. So um, there's a lot more garbage that I can talk about. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it from me. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Paranvir, and this has been Midgetcast.